The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. I'm excited to go out there and compete and play with these guys. and I would not have put myself out here if I didn't think I could beat these guys. And when they event. Harris poked it loose, and Yesapu came up with a carom. Ahead to Grady for three. He got it! Grady Nick for three. A three-point party in Stillwater, baby. Most importantly, I thought uh, Coach Mosier had, did a much better job than we did of having his team prepared, um, and they kicked our butts. How about still believing? Anything can happen. I know we need more than one win, but you needed one to start a streak. You needed one to move in the right direction, and we needed this tonight. Good morning. Uh, Good to see everybody. Working Man Wednesday here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Wednesday, February 15th, smack dab in the middle of your work week. Smack dab in the middle of the month of February. Hour two of our show. It's going to be a nice day today across Oklahoma. Wind's going to lay down a bit. High of 64. Beautiful day for TJ to take a walk. Sooners win last night in the LNC, a Valentine's gift for Sooner Nation, 79-65 over K-State. We had a color rush game last night, TJ. Anthracite versus Lavender. Lavender, yeah. How about this? I was talking to the K-State guys before the game and uh, about the uniforms. And, you know, they used to wear Lavender back in the Lon Kruger days and even before, but they used to. K-State kind of famously had the two-tone unis where you'd have the lavender jerseys and the dark purple shorts. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Back in the day? Right. And uh, the NCAA now has a rule that you can, you have to have the same color shorts as a jersey. So once a year, they uh, have been granted an appeal from the NCAA to once a year wear their two-tone jerseys as a throwback, but only once a year. They can wear the lavender jerseys and the dark purple shorts as a nod to their past. Of all the things (laughs) you can get away with now in college sports, we have a rule on that. That's one of the coolest. I'm not a K-State fan, but those uniforms are cool, man. Yeah, old school throwback, different colored shorts than jersey look. And we got a rule that you can only wear them once a year. What's that hurting anybody? It's not. Who cares? And what's hurting people more than that is these uniforms that the numbers blend in with the same color of the jersey, and you can't even read the numbers, which is more Thank of an effect on you than like Thank me you. or the others watching at home. But, yeah, that's more distracting than – Different colored shorts. The, like the Oregon football team's got seventy-five different <laughs> uniforms. Well, and again, one of those jerseys that I'm talking about that you can't read the yeah. number half the time. Yeah, 
We've got a rule that K-State can only wear their cool uniforms once a year. I mean, the la- last year's, <laughs> last night's unis are cool, but you know what I mean. Yeah, we can't. We'll you know allow what? it, but just once, all right? Yeah, I'd like to know the meeting that came up in. All right, next on the agenda, uh, I'm really bothered by schools that wear different colored shorts than jerseys. I just think it's a bad fashion statement out there. I'd like to uh, pose a rule that you can't do that anymore in college sports. Heck, most middle schools and stuff don't even have, like, matching helmets or anything. The kids are all out there in different helmets and different shorts and whatever the sport is. By the way, uh, I'm an idiot. You guys all know that. But further proof today, Carlin Hartman's at Florida now. I uh, We played him earlier this year. I talked to him. had a long conversation before the game. I hugged his wife. I'm fully aware Carlin Hartman is no longer on the UNLV coaching staff. And I just blurted it out last segment <laughs> like it's a when fact. You, when you said it. I was like, huh, did something happen? Well, he but was last year. Thing. Right, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But he went to Florida, and it would be one thing if I had forgotten that. But I saw him this year. We played Florida. I spent time with Carlin. I'm a buffoon. <laughs> well, we knew that. Yeah. TJ, we are two days away from baseball. How about a little OU baseball talk? You got it in you? Sure. We'll talk a little OU baseball. Cal Baptist will be the opponent. TJ has po- a promise. Tell us, us about in- Cal Baptist. What have you learned? No, that's your job. Uh, you have promised us an in-depth preview of I Cal Baptist before I didn't promise you Friday. anything. You promised the people. I feel like you went out there and said, I'll provide a Cal Baptist preview. I oh, Well, all of the broadcasters, uh, Chad, myself, Taylor, George, uh, had a chance to talk to Skip this week. And um, I don't know how best to approach this, TJ. You got any questions? Ask me some questions, and I'll try to tell you what I know. I know you asked him uh, either this Friday or the Friday before, but did he say anything about how the rotation's coming together? always easy. He did. Uh, Here's what I think we're going to see this weekend, all right? You got a pin? I think you're going to see Kale Davis on Friday. Um... I think he's going to be, going into the season, the ace, the Friday night guy. I do not think, even though Air Force is probably the toughest game of these opening four, I don't think you'll see a mess around with the rotation at all. I think you they want to establish, here's our guys, and this is how we're going to roll them out. We don't really care who the opponent is. And Gail Davis is going into the year, that Friday night guy, the Oklahoma State transfer, Westmore product, Mm -hmm. has given OU all kinds of fits in a cowboy uniform. By the way, did you know Ben Abram is at Oklahoma State now? I did not know that. Yeah, it was a pitching trade. We traded him, Gail Davis, for Ben Abram. And that's going to be weird, isn't it, when Ben Abram comes in to pitch to that's OU? a lot of orange walking out to the mound. Kel Davis, veteran, um, just solid pitcher. And you can kind of see him in the mold of the guys that have been those Friday night guys in years past, and it'll be interesting to see with working with Skip now. Um, now he's been under some really good. Uh, pitching tutelage up at OSU as well, but I'm eager to see him as a starter. Probably five or six innings his first outing, and they'll build him up a little more. But Kale will be your Friday guy. 
I would expect to see Will Karsten on Saturday this week, number one starter at McLennan Junior College the last couple of years, had a stupid record there, like 19-2 and two or something like that. Um, good stuff, curve, change, all that kind of stuff. I think eventually maybe Jamie Hitt will be the Saturday guy, and it could be Jamie Hitt this week, but he's got a little bit of tendonitis going on. So we might not see Jamie Hitt on opening weekend. Going to see how he feels this week. But I would lean toward we the Texas Tech transfer might not pitch this weekend. So Will Karsten probably on Saturday. And then Sunday or Monday, I would think probably it sounds like either Braxton Douthat, the Lamar transfer, or Braden Carmichael, who you're well aware of. And whichever one doesn't pitch on Sunday will pitch on Monday. If Jamie Hitt is good to go, then, you know, Bump those guys down, and one of them goes on Wednesday probably when they take on Abilene Christian in uh, Arlington. But I think Davis, Karsten, Hitt, Douthat, Carmichael, probably your starters. There are a couple of other guys. One of them is a true freshman, um, huge, six foot eight, Julian Hackham. He's uh, super thin. He's kind of. One of these guys that's young and tall, TJ, and is just trying to figure out how to throw. We've had a few of those in recent years um, to mixed results. So we'll see uh, how he is, but he's probably going to get a shot at some point. Remember Carson Atwood started the opener of the Big 12 tournament last year? Mm-hmm. That was all kind of controversial. Should they should they move up? Uh, um, oh, gosh. Uh, who was our ace, the lefty, last year? I'm blanking. Should they move him up and start him on Wednesday, or should they? Anyway, they went with Atwood. TJ, who was our ace last year? Big lefty. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on. Uh... Come on, TJ. How could you forget? <laughs> Jake Bennett. Bennett, yeah. Um, All I can think so of was they... Kate Horton, and I'm like, yeah. well, there was, lock there was in, somebody man. else. Baseball season is here. You got to lock you can't, in. You can't ask me about the past. You, you know I can't come up in. with names. Um... So I think Atwood is a potential on down the line, maybe. I think Aaron Calhoun is a potential on down the line. He had a really good summer in the Cape. Uh, but I think to get the year going, it sounds like Davis, Karsten, Hit, Douthat, Carmichael. Those are your starters. Douthat, if you remember, was at Lamar last year. He came in here him. and beat mm-hmm. OU. Dealt against him. Lamar is where Trevin Michael was from. I also think there's a chance Douthat, ends up being a back end of the bullpen guy. So we'll see where they end up using. All right, next question. Who is going to be that guy? Your Trevor Michael. Oh. Um or that is that TB uh to be determined. Well it's definitely T B D T B A. Uh that is I would call that T J a gray area. Because Gray Harrison and Gray Thomas are very much in uh, the mix for that. That's what you're doing. God! That's what you're doing there. Don't peak too soon, Toby. (laughs) It's a long season. Gray Harrison's been really good for them. Gray Thomas, uh, Texas, or a TCU transfer. I can't wait to watch him pitch 
Skip says he throws mid-90s and has a funky delivery. So, And he's got big-time slider. He's a possibility. And Carter Campbell, our buddy back from next year, he said, would be a possibility for a back into the bullpen guy. But, yeah, that's I, – I would not – I don't think Trevin Michael would have been the answer to that question at this time a year ago either. There's a couple of guys that would be good candidates for that who are still rehabbing. Blake Bales was the closer of the year at Virginia two years ago, has had surgery and is still recovering, will not be available early in the season, hopefully later in the season will be. Griffin Miller, who uh, showed really good stuff early in the year last year, then got hurt, had surgery. He's still coming back, and we'll see at what point he can help him out too. But those two guys will not be available to start the season, it doesn't sound like. Brother Carmichael behind the plate. How cool is that going to be? I'm asking, do you think that's what it's going um, to be? I think yes. Easton Carmichael, Braden's little brother, I will will possibly be the opening day catcher. He will catch. Wallace Clark is going to catch too. Um, Mason Strong, the BYU transfer at catcher, broke his thumb, is almost back, but not quite. So he won't be available this weekend. And then you got Diego as well, who's been catching. It sounds like Carmichael is the kind of the total package back there. Hitter, um, thinks the game really well. You know, he's the prospect back there and probably will start the season. But Wallace Clark has been playing back there some in a kind of a twofold effort. One, Wallace is brilliant, like book smart brilliant. And having a smart guy at catcher is a good thing, Teach. He's got a really good arm. He's got the best arm of the catchers, according to uh, uh, Skip. And so having a veteran back there, as opposed to a true freshman in Carmichael, veteran, I mean, Wallace is a sophomore, but, you know, he's been through it to work with your pitching staff and everything is appealing. So I think Wallace is going to – and it opens up another infield spot on days when you catch Wallace, which is something that they're interested in just to try to get um, – uh, all the guys on the field that they want to try to get on the field. Um, they want to play Rocco. Uh, Is that the they name want to you're play... looking most forward to calling this year? Definitely. They want to play McKenzie. McKenzie was a left side of the infield guy in uh, junior college. He's going to play some first base. He can play third base. He can play outfield. So when you move um, Wallace behind the plate, then you get another infield spot to play some more of those guys too. So. I think Carmichael and Wallace and Diego will all catch, but probably Carmichael on opening day. Dakota Harris at shortstop. Elite glove. Uh, Skip said he's an old soul. He's married. He has what? immediately he immediately came in and is like a leader on this team. He cut his hair. Is he like 45? What's going on here? I don't think he's that old, but he's... <laughs> He, I haven't seen him, 
but I'm told it's a Zaragoza-type glove. He came in a switch hitter. He struggled on the left side, so they've just ha- they're just having him hit right-handed now. And he is a – it sounds to me like Zaragoza is a good comparison kind of across the board. Maybe he's a little bit better hit- hitter than Z, but he's definitely glove-first type guy. Um, I like glove-first type guys. They are going to move him all around. They're going to start him at shortstop, but depending on who's hitting, they might move him to second. Uh, they might switch the second baseman and shortstop every pitch, just depending on whether a curveball or fastball is coming. Um, I'm just kidding with you. I know that didn't really get your – really that really cranks your, your Yankers. Um, I watch it now. Speaking of switch hitters, Spikerman is a switch hitter. Uh, he came in a switch hitter, but hit only left-handed last year because he had a back issue. Do you remember this? Yeah. Remember he had a back issue that would force him to miss a game every once in a while? and It hurt for him to bat right-handed last year. Huh. He's completely healthy now, so he is switch hitting again and has a little bit more power. Skip says he's a better hitter. He's got a better swing from the right side than the left side. Obviously, he gets out of the box when he's batting from the left side. He's almost impossible to throw out. Hashtag Spike was safe. I was about to say that was my last question for you. Was he safe? So, yeah. No, no, no. I just no answered doubt. that. But you'll, you're going to see him hitting from both sides. I got more, but that's a nice little – there's some morsels there. Two days out. Two days out. There's some morsels. We'll be back. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Riverwind Casino brings you the T-Row in the morning show each and every day. They are responsible for this show. Toby and I are not. They are the number one gaming destination in OKC. If you screwed up, you forgot Valentine's, your uh, significant other was mad at you. They've got the hotel over there. You can have a nice dinner. Um, they have steak night over the weekend. They've got the seafood night. They've got the uh, brunch on Sundays. So you can make Love it up to them. brunch. You can make it up to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, head over to the Riverwind Casino Hotel. Hey, now. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Guys, quit yeah. making excuses for that crowd. Oh, you basketball has hit rock bottom. Hey, okay. Toby was in a good mood today. Do not start this, all right? It was a bad crowd last night. I'm just saying it was expected. Um, not surprising. They may be sitting at 17 understandable. wins. Wait, listen, I, I, I'm going to defend the fans here. Win some games. They have come out with some big crowds lately. The place has been uh, it, it's been packed on uh, three or four occasions recently, and they've lost and played poorly. So I get it. Win some games. It was an 8 o'clock tip on a Tuesday night on Valentine's. Nobody went to the LNC last night thinking it was going to be an electric atmosphere. So I get it. I was at the OU game last night, but noticed that when the crowd is weak or like it was last night, we don't. why don't the staff that works the event encourage the fans to move to the seats in the lower bowl? Uh, to me, there was enough fans to fill the lower bowl, and it would have been louder and make the players feel. That's a good uh, idea. I feel like they've done the that. Noise. 
I feel like they've done that in the past. I, I don't know why they didn't do that last night. If they didn't do that, I don't know. I've got headphones on. so. But uh, that's a good idea. They do do that some places, I know. How about just stand up and tell everybody, come on, guys, we're going down. Yeah. Make just it start a, marching. Uh, just start marching down the stairs. Right. Yeah, yeah head Try to the to lower bowl. <laughs> KJ says, anthracite for another win. What you brought up earlier. If you're you four zero in the anthracite, what in the world would? What's the choice here? Right? I mean, you just got to keep wearing them. I don't have a problem with it. You know, if you want to show up Saturday in it, then fine. Putting a lot of pressure on the guys that do the laundry, but you know, they can have it ready. I did ask about baseball uniforms yesterday. I asked if there were any new baseball unis this year. I was told no, but. Uh, entire new collection in 2024. Huh. So that'll be the last year. I was thinking first year in the SEC. For baseball, that'll be the last year in the Big 12 next year. So, But nothing new this year. Entirely new, huh? Well, I've seen some of the see. stuff they've been putting let out me, with the Let me the see how it was stuff. worded. They were all sweet. Oh, that was really yeah. cool. Let me see how it was worded to me. I, I may have misled you there. I'm sure they'll carry over some of the classics let me see it says uh all new threads in 2024 that could just mean you know we're gonna have some new looks but we're gonna have a new set of the pinstripes you know like same uniform same uniform just, just new new set of some of the classics yeah uh tj i live in dallas and i've been to two men's games congratulations congratulations uh, the will's just not there. I mean, it's just it's not there. He's got other well, things. It was Valentine's last night. Time. I was fixing steaks. You were um, home. Your wife was working. That's right. Uh, so good to see you guys and Porter get a win. <laughs> Congratulations, Toby. Thank you. <laughs> Way to go. Felt good. Way to go. Way to go. I felt like Porter stood in front of Drake a lot more than normal last night. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I was all. A lot like, of TV time for a lot Drake? A lot of TV time for Drake. And uh, the girl that How sits was his next scowl? to Drake. Um, you can tell now that he's aware of it. So he does this arm folding thing that matches the scowl. Like, I sit up very defiantly with a straight back. Now look at me with my scowl. <laughs> uh, the girl uh, that sits next to him. Um, she was, uh, her head was like, do, 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 to one side or the other porter all night. That's why I noticed it because it was like, like I said, he, it seemed like he was down a little further than normal. And she was just mm -hmm. like, her head just kept popping up in front of Drake and then to the other side and then to the other side. Um, I started to tell Drake, I started to text Drake and say, hey, tell Porter to move. He's in that girl's way. <laughs> uh, this is just my thought. What if last night and Alabama are examples of what a true Moser team looks like? When Hill, Groves, Sherfield put a game together, they have been hard to beat. Sharp shooting, double-double from the big, all-around performance from the uh, lockdown defender. Last night gave me hope that when he gets his guys slash more athletic, I think this might be the norm. I like what it. say you, Toby Well, Roman? I mean, that's, I agree. I mean, I, I think that. Listen, the guy knows how to coach, okay? He took Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago to a Final Four and a Sweet 16. He knows how to coach. Um, 
that doesn't mean it's always going to work everywhere. Not every coach uh, works out everywhere. Kelvin Sampson struggled at Indiana for whatever reason. He's doing great things again at Houston. So, but he knows what he's doing. So, yeah, I think that that's your hope. I think that's a good attitude is um, when this thing has shined, it has shined brightly. There's just been a lot of unfortunate fizzles in between, but last night was a good night. And I, you got to hope. I mean, why not hope, right? Why not hope that that's the start of something? Look at what Tech's doing right now. Tech, dead in the water, has all of a sudden found some momentum. It's contagious. They've won three out of four games. They've beaten. They've won three straight home games against ranked teams. They're a long ways from being in the tournament, but they've they got something going here. So, your hope is maybe they got some. Maybe last night lit a fuse that will lead to a hot streak. Maybe not, but that's the hope anyway, right? So, Teach. What would they have to do to get in at this point? What do they They're have 13 left? 13 and 13. They've got four left or five left? Four, five left. Five left. I think they need Three to go. Three and ten. They need, they need to go four and one and then still get one, maybe two in the tournament. Uh, probably just one if they go four and one. I think you can win every game, drop the K-State game in Manhattan since you just beat them at home, and you could possibly be in. I hate saying this, but I agree exactly with what you just said. Gosh, I think they got to go four and one and win a game in Kansas City. That would be seven conference wins. You would be hot and you would pick up, you know, all of those wins along the way, except the tech game at home would be quad one wins. Uh, I haven't seen if they've updated the net this morning. Gives you big uh, road wins, too, at Texas, at Ames. Yes. So, yeah. No, listen, I mean, winning four out of five is going to be Yeah. Sorry for those of you that difficult. just drove off the road when I said that. <laughs> no, I mean, it's highly, highly unlikely. <laughs> right. But that is what at, they have to do. They got at Texas, home against Tech, at Iowa State, um home against TCU, and at K-State. That's what they got left. So big, big, big challenge. But last night's win, I just looked, was worth 11 net rankings for them. They jumped 11 spots last night. So you're talking about you're talking about winning four of their next five plus a conference uh, tournament game, which would be five of the next six plus last. So they would have won six out of seven. Mm-hmm. If they did what you just said, they're in at that point. Yeah, it gives them eight, 18 wins. I think that, that, yeah, I mean, that's that's what they have to do. I mean, short of, they, uh, short of what the texter said earlier and win the conference tournament. So, If they only win three of their last five, that makes them 6-12 and 12 in the conference. That's just, I think it's too bad of a look to go 6-12, and 12, no matter how good your conference is, and have a hope of getting in. Unless they went to, like, the Big 12 tournament championship game or something like that. Then maybe. But 7-11 and 11 is what they went last year and got left out. 
and got a win over Baylor, remember, in Kansas City, and it wasn't good enough. So it, I mean, it's a big hill to climb here, but maybe last night ignited something. We can only hope, right? 735. Uh, Let's read the news when we come back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. The Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Show will return after In the News and these messages. Next, another interesting story that's in the news. Wednesday, February 15th, uh, we like to keep everybody updated on what's going on in the rest of the world out there. It's time to read the news. TJ, Tiger Woods is back. Tomorrow he will tee off at the Genesis Invitational out in California. Still got a limp, right ankle's hurting, he's got some plantar fasciitis. I think Tiger's older than us, TJ. He's just a mess. Ah, bring on Charlie. Go rest, Tiger. Tiger's trying to pull a LeBron. He's trying to just hang in there long enough to be grouped with Charlie <laughs> right. in a PGA Tour event. Man, that's a lot going on. LeBron just wants to play a game with Bronny. That's all he's asking. All right. Tiger's 47 years old. He will be making his first start in an official PGA Tour event tomorrow since he missed the cut at the British Open last year. Come on, Tiger. Um, It is almost two years since that car wreck, which was not far from Riviera Country Club where he's playing this week. He was out there in California for that when the accident happened. Wow. So I'm excited. Tiger is back tomorrow, TJ, on our TV. Go, Tiger. Yesterday was Valentine's, TJ, and we set a new world record yesterday. For the world's longest underwater kiss. How long do you think you and Katie could kiss underwater, Teach? I'm not good underwater. You guys probably do this all the time when you're on your Mexican Thanksgiving vacations, no, right? No, I I don't think uh, in all our years together we've ever kissed underwater. Hmm. So that would be zero. What about when we were longest? battling the French in the pool? Uh, she was outside the pool while I was holding oh, okay. down the... Uh, Inside of the pool. So um, I am not one that works well underwater. So it wouldn't be very long. Wouldn't be very long. That's a weakness of yours. That's a weakness of mine. A South African woman and a Canadian man traveled to the Maldives to break the Guinness World Record for the longest underwater kiss Valentine's Day. Beth Neal, age 40, and her fiance, Miles Cloutier, age 33. Good job, Miles. Locked lips underwater. For four minutes and six seconds. They now, broke the previous world record of three minutes and 24 seconds. Is this just hold your breath and hold pucker and hold your lips together? Was this full makeout session? What's going on here? Like, uh, what are the details of this? Good question. I do not have any details as huh. to whether tongue was involved. <laughs> I assume it was limited effort on both parts just trying to hold their breath. It was probably, I'm that, guessing, not extremely passionate. That's why I'm saying why the big deal about this if it's just two people that are that close in the water. I mean, it's basically all it was. 
You know what I mean? Why the big deal about any world record? Two people kissed for four minutes <laughs> and six say. seconds underwater. <laughs> okay. Give them a round of applause. I mean, I mean, what's what's above water? What's that record? Just holding your lips together. I mean, come on, I'll go for that. Uh, that's much longer, much longer. <laughs> uh, Georgia Bulldogs lost their offensive coordinator yesterday. I saw that. The yeah. National champions, Todd Munkin, hired by John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Munkin has been the offensive coordinator at Georgia the last three years. He doesn't have Stetson Bennett anymore, TJ, and he checked out. Mike Bobo is replacing him. Bobo, former Georgia offensive coordinator, who has been an offensive analyst for them last year. What a clown. What a clown. Thanks, Omar. So, see, nicely done by you. TJ, the Norman vote passed yesterday, huh? Hooray for the kids. Uh, that's right. The bond did pass yesterday uh, pretty easily, too. Well, no help, me out, help me out with this. I know uh, Norman North got a new football stadium out of this. What else happened because of this? Oh, there's lots of projects to classroom upgrades. Uh, uh, their aviation program they're going to uh, get a big boost in. It goes to a lot of facilities and just, just a lot of upgrades, different things with the schools, within the schools. So. General good stuff for the kids. Yeah, absolutely. I think some technology stuff, maybe some computers and different things over the years. And you voted yes for this. Uh, I did vote yes for that. You were pro-kids, which is a turn from the last time when you were anti-kids. I was not anti-kids. That was not a vote for the kids the last time. Typically, the ones for the schools go pretty well in Norman. Except for the University of Oklahoma. (laughs) That's right. Got their own money. Now, now that we got the the high schools and the elementary schools taken care of, maybe we can help the university out. Um, Todd McShay is out with a new mock draft 2.0, TJ. Upcoming NFL draft, and I like it. He has the Indianapolis Colts trading up and taking the number one pick, Bryce Young, quarterback of the Alabama Crimson Tide, who our owner yesterday at a press conference said in front of God and everybody, that Alabama quarterback looks pretty good. Way to play your cards. Uh, McShay's 2.0 <laughs> had C.J. Stroud going number two to the Houston Texans. So quarterbacks going 1-2, according to Todd. Do you see it with Bryce Young at that level? Yeah. Yeah. You do? Hmm. I'm not saying I don't. I just don't know if it's... It sounds like that's exactly what you're saying. I think it is. Yeah, I guess so as a number one overall pick. I, Tell I me, have my give doubts. Give me your concern. Size. Mm-hmm. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, basically. Well, he is 5'10 and a half, which is shorter than the norm. But, and you might be right. He could be, I, I think, more than how short he is, he is kind of light, light and light. could that, be. I meant that more than even height. Yeah, could be yeah. broken mm-hmm. with a big hit. Take a from, shot in the know. hip, and I don't know. Right. There's not much meat there on him. But he is so fluid. He is so intelligent. The game just seems like it is so much slower for him. He just sees everything and floats around. Well, he's a great player. I, he's got yeah. a. He's got some Mahomes in him and how he just kind of finds open areas and doesn't always look like he's running fast, but he 
He knows how to move around to the pocket and keep plays alive. I want him. I'll take either of those guys. Not sold on Will Levis at Kentucky yet, but I just I want a young elite quarterback to build around. I'm tired of the Colts going through these end of their career gambles. Seems like all of our quarterbacks the last five years have been who might still have a little magic in them, and then they don't. So I'm ready to go get a franchise quarterback and build around. So hopefully it's one of those guys. And finally, Teach, Valentine's is in the rear view. You know what the next big uh, holiday is coming up? Uh, St. Patrick's Day is up next. Uh, yeah, well, that's probably true, but I was thinking Easter. Oh, yeah. Pepsi is bringing back its Peeps-flavored Pepsi. And this time it's easier to find. Gosh, was this a thing last year? Well, two years ago, they gave away a few thousand special Peeps-flavored Pepsis in a contest. Peeps are gross as they are. And Pepsi said, quote, it was an unforgettable debut in 2021. The soda trended everywhere and sold for hundreds of dollars on the resale market. Now Pepsi and Peeps, in a collaboration, um, will go nationwide this year for a limited time. Um, So you're... Immediate reaction is no, thank you. I I don't like Peeps at all. So my yeah, my immediate re- you could have said um, Peeps are going to be out again this Easter, and I'd have been like, ah, gross. Who wants Peeps? Much less in a liquid form. You remember Disgusting. the fa- the father of Peeps just passed away. Bob Bourne ironically died at age ninety eight recently. So maybe a little tip of the cap to him as well. It'll be in a yellow Peeps colored can. So look for Peeps-flavored Pepsi coming to a grocery store near you in the near future. Um, I don't hate Peeps. I mean, it's marshmallow-flavored. I don't love it either. I don't seek it out. The can looks cool. I'd be willing to try a swig just to see what it tastes like, but it doesn't... uh, I don't say, whew, i got to have one of those for sure. All right. And that's the news for February 15th. We'll be back. Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to KREF.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of Sooner fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KRF Podcast page. Riverwind Casino, OKC's number one gaming destination. They are the ones who bring you the T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you statewide on the ref. This texter on the Air Comfort Solutions text line suggests, how about an anthracite stadium? Marina, I guess. Marina. Man, just drape them (laughs) in all things anthracite. Right. Yeah. Uh, This person from the 918 says, cream unis. With Crimson Sooners in script would be a filthy basketball uniform. I like it. We had some cream uniforms within the last five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love but the idea of the Sooners be, in yeah, script. That would be nice. That would be nice. 
I I maintain that I would like the uh, throwbacks. We're due some new basketball uniforms, and I would like for them to go back to the ones that Stacy King wore when uh, had Oklahoma across the top and Sooners on under the bottom. I think those are dope. Toby. I'm re-watching the Sooners from last night. CJ, I don't think, played. He doesn't look engaged on the bench. Is something going on? Thank you, Curtis B. Boomer. Not that I'm aware of. He did not play last night. He went through a good stretch, um, a two- or three-week stretch a couple of weeks ago where he was hitting shots and playing quite a bit and has not played much the last three games now. As far as I know, everything's okay. Might not be, but I haven't heard anything about I just think it was a rotational issue. You know, Bamisil's starting to play more. Owe's starting to play more. And he's kind of the one that suffered because of that. Um, so if there is something going on beyond that, I'd, I am unaware of it. Jim in Arlington says, uh, K-State voice Wyatt Thompson revealed he was an OU fan growing up and was getting sentimental during yesterday's interview. I bet last night's win warmed his heart. That was not Wyatt Thompson. That was Stan Weber, if you're talking about on our show yesterday, the color analyst. And, um, yeah, I, I doubt he was too happy with the result <laughs> last night. You know, that's that's something that's going on for a lot of people, and it's probably hard to understand if, if you're younger than us, Tiege, and, and there's a lot of excitement about going to the SEC, and, and I join in that. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. But for a lot of people, this is, you know, the Big 8, Big 12, you know, these, these teams have been all playing each other for years and years and years and years and years. And, years. and so. Well, I think that's what led to K-State some of Barry anymore. Switzer's uh, comments Kansas. recently. Yeah, Barry Switzer yesterday. Mm-hmm. This is. I'm not saying it's hard. I mean, it's sports, but they're gonna. There's there's a lot of people that are gonna miss it. They're gonna miss it. So, Stan's obviously one of those guys. We'll be back.